Hello, gatherers. I do want to announce our first network event, the 365 Days of Movies Challenge. It's a challenge consisting of Eric, Evan, myself, and Tim, as we have to watch one movie a day for a whole year. 365 days, 365 movies. They have to be at least 45 minutes long from start to finish. The challenge will start on June 13th and will be very fun and especially irritating for us. If we miss a day, there's a punishment. From karaoke to prank videos to slap fights to wearing dog cones, we promise you, you'll be entertained with our misfortunes. Again, June 13th, the start of a year of craziness. Now on with the show. Welcome to the Indie Comics section. Join us as we take you through the pages of some of the best stories and art that is available in the comic book industry. From trivia to book discussions to interviews to insider looks, this is Indie Comics with Jeff. Welcome once again to another wacky and zany episode of Indie Comics. I'm your host, Tyler, a knight searching for creator-owned work in comics. There are fine gems to be found at your local comic book shop, so let's go searching. This week I have Nick Marino, writer and creator of Holy Fuck from Action Lab Comics. Yeah. 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 How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. We're, we're, at the, we're at the beach, Long Beach today. It was fucking beautiful out here, so if you hear a bunch of waves and wind and stuff yeah. like that, it's... I was having a good time. Seagulls pecking at our seagulls, yeah. horribly at our crusty, and dry skin. Yeah, yeah it's uh, <laughs> we're on a beach picnic. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. We got some tacos and some sopes, and we Tyler drove out to Long Beach. And yeah, we, yeah, I actually did shit. Like that's that's something like it's when, pretty good. On the gathering, I just never really do anything. We got some uh, what's this uh, pirate booty? But yeah, it's, we have, but it's bootleg booty. We have bootleg pirate booty. Yeah, Walmart brand booty. <laughs> This is really, if you remember, it's good. Yeah. Well, let's start off the interview with what is Holy Fuck? What do you want it to be? I mean, I want it to be a lot of things. It's just like, <laughs> but like, okay, how, how does a fuck become holy? Mm. Yeah, the title. So we have Holy Fuck and Holy Fucked, right? Those are yeah. our two volumes we did pretty much over the course of 2015. Um, how does it become, how does a fuck become holy? I guess when Jesus is doing it, right? Yeah, sure. Which is pretty much how it happens. The title's literal in both books. What, but if, you're, what if you're fucking like in like holy water? You could, but how do you fuck water? I don't know. I mean, it well, could no, no, work. no, no. You would be fucking in the holy water. Oh, if you're fucking in holy water, well, definitely, yeah. yeah if you get I like mean, a, ba- I think that's like what a I baptismal would. fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, right. Um, so, like, how did you get started with like doing comics? It's independent comics. Mm, you could say that I've always been in independent comics, which means that I have. Oh, we just make comics for myself, right? Because that's independent comics, yeah. isn't it? Um, I've always been a cartoonist as long as I can remember since I was a little kid. A shitty one, but one. <laughs> um, I've always read comics. It's just something that's really, at this point, it's all my earliest memories are comics now. I don't really remember anything else. What did you, like, what would you read? When I was a little kid, back in the late 80s, X-Men... Oh, okay. Whatever you get, at, whatever you could get at the supermarket was what I used to read back then. Yeah, like Thundercats. Thundercats? You could get Thundercats in the market back then. You get Thundercats in the supermarket back then. That's where I did all my comic shopping until the late nineties. Wait, for who, the most part. who did Thundercats? Um, Star Comics, which was an imprint yeah. of Marvel. Yeah, that's right. They also Comics. did uh, Heathcliff, and Marvel had Heathcliff. Yeah, Jesus. very briefly. Yeah. And who? What was the other one they had that was really? They were all terrible. I mean, they were just these awful <laughs> cash. It, Grab like I think Alf was originally on Star Comics, but then Star folded and Alf kept going, so it just moved to regular Marvel. 
But it doesn't. It's all just about. I didn't even know Alf had a comic book. Jesus Christ! Dude, Alf went for fifty issues, man. Golly. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm gunning for. I want. I want to bring back the Alf comics. I bet you could do I it. I got, dude. I got pitches in. I got. We're gonna see what can happen. <laughs> but the problem is that like nobody. They don't really license Alf anymore. The guy doesn't really have a proper agent. He just has like a financial manager. So That's weird. Once, once we get our new pitch put together, I'm going to reach out to him and see what we can do. But so, you know, Paul Fusco, if you're listening to this, call me. Yeah. <laughs> My number is 1-800-H-O-T-D-I-C-K. <laughs> and uh, people are waiting by now to answer your call, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> we have a whole staff here. Mm-hmm. Just sitting back there. But uh, how did I get started? So I made comics by myself for a long time. And then I thought I was going to do other shit. I thought I was going to do film. I thought I was going to do music, which I do make music. Don't get me wrong. But cool. I worked a lot of shit jobs throughout my 20s. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You've That's been there, right? Still. right? Yeah. 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 And so in my late 20s, I was like, you know, I really, I want to be making more art that I care about. Yeah. So I really started focusing on making comics in maybe like late 2008. And I started doing web comics and I did those for a few years and I started self-publishing and I did that for a few years. And then at some point I was really burned out on both web comics and self-publishing. So I was like, why don't I try to find a publisher? And that's really how Holy Fuck was born. Nice. Wait, like, so what, what, what kind of, uh, what kind of web comics would you do? Would you do? Well, I would do a lot of satirical stuff, which I guess you could say Holy Fuck is also satirical. That's yeah. kind of my bag, you know, not... Not across the board, but for the most part, I enjoy doing that kind of work. Yeah. I started doing satirical webcomics. And, you know, I did like a Sarah Palin type one around the time when she was running for uh, VP. Yeah. And then I started doing a webcomic called Super Haters, which was like a cut and paste comic. You know what I'm saying when I say that? Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Well, Dinosaur Comics, for example, is like the main one that people know is cut and paste, where they're just using the same images over and over oh, again. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the dialogue changes. Yeah. So I did that. I drew a couple of superhero characters and... And I did that comic for a long time, and then I was like, you know, I like these characters. I wonder if some of my friends might want to draw them. And so then I started doing, you know, some really cool, like, collaborations with other people, which kind of led me into doing the type of work I do now. But I also did another one that was like a music history action comedy time travel thing (laughs) called Time Log. And if you go to my website, if you go to nickmarino.net, all that stuff is available there for free. You can download it. You can read all that stuff. Check out the old web comics. I didn't didn't know that, and I will be doing that. Definitely. And uh, That's yeah, awesome. and I've done some I've done some stuff that I draw as well. My cartoony skills are a little bit more limited, but I can draw a killer stick figure. And I recently earlier this yeah, year I can't even do that. Like I, I'm, it takes, I'm like it's a little bit harder than you might think. Yeah, yeah. I so, can't even do a circle. Like at work, if something required <laughs> me to do a circle, I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. Oh, and they, if I had to do something with scissors, just like just no. Yeah. I'm like I'm 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 totally good. I mess up on that thing where like you have the grid and you just put the paper down and you just slice it. I can't even do that. Mm. Like, paper, I'm so, no, paper cutters are tough. See, I don't know. For me, arts and crafts is like I don't know, just the worst thing ever. It's like going, sending me to like <laughs> I was gonna make a horrible joke like Alcatraz, but I'm not gonna say that now, even though I just said it. So let's keep going. <laughs> Send you to like a tourist? I don't trap? know. That's what it is now, right? Yeah. I just man, art art class is always the worst for me. I just like. No matter what I made, art, the art teacher would be like, is this really, really what you want? No, I don't, I can't fathom it. Well, that's how I started <laughs> out, but I was very determined. Yeah. So, I'm just talking about me. Like, yeah. <laughs> hmm, oh, I hear you. Yeah, and I did, I recently released a stick figure graphic novel that I've been working on for a few years that came out earlier this year. What's it called? Stick Cats. Stick Cats. All yeah. right. Running doing around, cats? doing stick stuff. Cats are cool, yeah. yeah. I got this cat in my uh, apartment complex that... I don't know her real name, if that even matters. 
right? I don't know exactly where she lives. She lives somewhere nearby, but she comes over and hangs out with me like every day. Right before we came to the beach, she was coming over. Oh yeah. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Like I gotta. We gotta get. To, like, I, gotta, rain I check. got business to do. Yeah, I gotta. <laughs> did you say paycheck? No, rain check. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, paycheck. Here you go. Yeah, right. Here you go. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Marino. <laughs> Why did I make it Hispanic? I don't know. I, if it was, I don't know. It sounded like Peter Lorre to me. <laughs> Like you were digging into some old like classic films there for that cat voice. That'd be that would awesome. He would actually be good for like a cat voice, wouldn't he? I, I would love for him to be Garfield, like the worst. Oh, like oh shit. Like just like yeah. John, I, wanna... I yeah. love you, John. No, he would never. <laughs> Garfield never said, "Give me lasagna, John." Could you imagine like a Vincent Price like Garfield movie? Oh shit, dude. Wouldn't that be like the most like so awesome and creepy? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can't you... even do an impression of him. Yeah, you know, you, I mean, no, I don't think anybody really should. Right? Like, even if like you're like spot on, it's just like you're, you're still not him. That like... would be sick, dude. <laughs> oh my god, man! What were we talking about again? I don't know. Something about comics. Comics are stupid. Yeah. 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 yeah so that's how I. I just always <laughs> made comics, <laughs> and then at some point, I decided I was really gonna make comics. Yeah. It just takes a long time. Yeah. I mean, like, what do you like about, I mean, so do you do your own art and writing? or I, d I did not draw, I do so occasionally, but stick figures are the extent of it nowadays for the most part. <laughs> I did not draw much of Holy Fuck. Did you do character designs at least? No. Oh, I wow. drew one page in Holy Fuck and I drew one page in Holy Fucked. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, thanks. No, no, it's cool. I just, I, I don't, I don't know the process. Like, I just, all I know is like from over here on, you know, on the show, where yeah. it's like, uh, we're talking about like the writer will be like, cool, like the, here's some, here's some concept, you know, and here to do it. Or oh, they'll some just, people or, do, or, yeah. or they'll just be like, hey, you know what? I have no idea what I want them to look like. Mm. Here, you, you, you know, you do it, and on that, I work always usually works out, you know. Yeah. In the end, which is cool. You know? It is. Yeah. You know, sometimes every so once in a while I'll have a visual idea, but something I love, you know, I'm not just an artist, but a lover of art. And so the collaboration aspect of comics is so exciting for me. Yeah. And I'm just a huge fan of illustration and comic art. So I love working with somebody and just letting them cut loose and them envision whatever they want. Yeah. You know, so for, I had a few ideas going into Holy Fuck what I wanted to see. I knew I wanted action hero Jesus. <laughs> I knew I wanted sort of a non-traditional Satan depiction. Well, could you, like, what would you compare Holy Fuck to? Like another comic? I don't know. That's tough to do when you're when you're so close to it. It's very difficult to do That's that. That's true. I think of it more, and tonally, it's more like an Adult Swim show or oh, something. Okay. But I have a hard time comparing Holy Fuck to another comic. I think if only because, I don't know, man. If you read so many comics, it's like, it gets, I feel like it starts to get tough to distinguish in, in the way I would like to. Yeah. And, and I'm so close to this work that I don't necessarily see the similarities it has to other things. So. Yeah. No, it's good. I mean... Yeah, that's the thing about comics is like you find things that you just can't really compare them to anything else. But like yeah. I was thinking, like when you're talking about like like you know like the um, the action man Jesus, it's like uh, the opposite of uh, Battle Pope. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, have, I haven't read it, but I always hear great things, and, and I got a lot of respect for what Kirkman's been able to do with his. I think career. it's like my second comic I ever read. The first comic was uh, was cool. Bone by Jeff Smith. Nice, you started out good, man. Yeah. I started yeah. out with like the cheap cash-in Thundercats comics from the supermarket. <laughs> You're over here reading, like, critically acclaimed masterworks and well, stuff. Well, like, I read comics as a kid, but then I just stopped for the longest time, and then my friend got me mm -hmm. back into it and introduced me to indie comics, and that's why I've been so obsessed with them ever since. Nice. So, like, I was a DC fanatic. I used to be, like, so in love with DC. Oh, uh, you know Superman? You ever read one of his? What do you mean? Oh, like, oh, like back in the day? Love Superman. Yeah, I love Superman. Or Batman, you ever heard of him? He's pretty... No, you know, he's a big deal over there, I think. He's a small audience, but he's getting up there. 
Yeah, I feel like one day he'll really break through. You know, it's the one guy that like everybody's talking about is uh, you know Plastic Man. You know, oh yeah, America's number one superhero. That is actually my dream DC book. If I ever got the chance to do one, that's the I book would, I'd want to do. I would, I would, I would love that. Yeah. I think he's uh, honestly like it's so much fun. You know, you could, he didn't get the respect. Him and Guy Gardner, uh, okay. actually, like two of my favorite ones. But I, I secretly like want them to have their own movies and like, well, like. Actually, we'll, we'll talk about it after the interview. But like, I, I have this amazing idea for a Shazam movie. If it, nice. but I know they're probably just gonna make Don't it all it serious and bullshit. Yeah, you but can't. Yeah. You can't give it away. I know, right? It's gotta say it in private. But, Although uh, Shazam is pretty great. The way like the it's an acronym. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people don't even realize that. That's pretty sick. That's true. I would like people don't even know he's Captain Marvel. Anyway, <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, anyway, so we are talking about the, what the series is about. I'm going through my oh, list yeah, of yeah. Uh, of questions. I haven't had enough coffee this morning or any at all. So trying to wake up. Oh yeah. So we, we kind of talked about so in the in the book, in the book, in in the book, you have multiple characters. Obviously, yeah. that's usually how stories usually work out. Sometimes, you know, unless you have like a one man show, but then nobody really wants to go and see those and you know go to a theater. Hey, you want to see my one man show? <laughs> oh, I'm busy. That's psych. <laughs> um, but like, what are the other characters? So we have Battle Action Jesus. He said, <laughs> "Yeah, is it Battle Action Jesus? Was that just, right? It's just Jesus." Oh, are they so? oh anyway. it is, it's the Jesus. It's the Jesus. It's Jesus, Satan, Sister Maria, who eventually just becomes Maria. She's not in Holy Fucked and in our second volume, she's not a uh, she's not in the parish anymore. We'll be she's she's not living at the convent. She's okay. moved on. And in our first volume, it's basically the story of, of Maria, who's this nun who's very devout. And she's tested in her faith. When she teams up with Jesus and Satan to fight this horde of mythological deities. Who want to be worshipped again, but they want to use fear tactics to go do it. And Maria's not down with that. Yeah. Uh, Jesus and Satan don't really care. <laughs> but they may have been like knocking boots in the past. And this is a chance for them to reconnect their, you know, like get their romantic flame burning again. So they're down to go on this adventure with Maria because of that. All right. But uh, you know, the, the antagonists in this book are are a bunch of gods spread out from different cultures, but primarily it's Zeus and Isis. Hmm. Who are the, the villains in that one? And those are kind of like our main five characters in that first volume. In the second volume, uh, it's the antagonist is Hercules. And then we add four new characters in the form of our uh, Catholic super team, the New Apostles. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Thanks. Yeah. It's, like, it's got like a little, like with the, the four apostles, kind of like the, the four horsemen as well. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's good. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. see, that's why that's why I thought it. I like, thought of it as like not just like you know, obviously a continuation of the apostles, but like yeah. Now you're just like, I'm, I'm gonna have like the end of the world, like like a little twist in there with Satan as well, since buddies and whatnot. That's that's good, dude. I like that. I might use that for the future. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, well, okay, I just wait. came up with four characters. That's the only reason there were four of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I went like deep there. <laughs> no, but that was I really like that idea. I'm gonna steal it. Okay, no, no problem. Please do. That's yeah. Anything to help out a story, that'd be cool. Um. Well, like, so is it going to be continued? Or are we going to have, like, 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 what, like, what the holy fuck or something like that? Or? That's good. But, no, <laughs> we're, we're done for now. If there's a demand for it, we'll bring it back. You know, our book, our first book sold well enough that the company knew they wanted a sequel right away. Yeah. There's just four issues apiece. And it, we did fine with the second one, but it wasn't to the point where there was, like, a, oh, we should definitely do a third one because yeah. these numbers are so strong. So... If for some reason something changes, the back catalog starts selling really well, or Daniel Aruda Masa and I just find ourselves in a situation where we really have that threequel story that we want to tell, then we'll come back and we'll do a third one. But until that time, things end very nice and neat at the end of Holy Fucked. So that's good. 
We don't I can't wait to read it. The need to do we, we try not to read the comics before we we, uh, we cover okay. them because I like we like to go in like hyped up and kind of like knowing a little bit behind it yeah. beforehand, which is awesome. Yeah, definitely. And and I can imagine it really enriches the reading experience once you really become friends with that person yeah. who made the book. That changes everything. Oh, friendship. I know. Five. Because that's what <laughs> that's what it is for me now. When I go to the comic shop, I feel really fortunate because I can go in and I can pick up books by my friends, and that's so exciting to me. Like, yeah, those are the books I read. Honestly, they're my friends' books. And exactly. Aquaman. And it also kind it's also kind of <laughs> nice when people are like, hey, you know, hey, what comic should I be reading? Well, my friend has this one comic, and you're yeah. just like, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's really cool that way. So it, it makes a big difference to be able to do that. Like, um, so what? Who are your like artists or your you know writing influences? I mean, there's a mm. bunch of satirical writers out there. I mean, you can use. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you have people from, like, everywhere, I guess. I mean, like, would you... You would be surprised. They're probably not my influences. I'm not that well-read, actually. I don't know. Maybe I am. I just don't like, feel no well-read. Like, from read. TV or anything like that? Like. Yeah, I guess film. You know, I love comedy movies and stuff. And I, I used to be a really big fan of the Zucker Abrams Zucker guys. They really crushed it. You yeah. Know? Um, with fucking, you know, the Naked Gun movies and... Airplane. Yep, the airplanes and I don't know what else did they have that's real signature. Well, that's, then, they, that's then, they, then they kept making other movies. <laughs> yeah, right. I like Scary Movie Three. You know, I did like it. I liked it too. That's a pretty okay. good one. Like we talked about on the gathering. I'm gonna go off subject for a second. Wait, can I can I notice something? You're rocking the pinky on your on your mic yeah, grab, and I'm, I like this. It's like distinguished I, mic holding. I'm a I'm I'm a fucking gentleman. <laughs> that is really good. <laughs> I don't know. It's just. It's just a habit. Yeah, I put my pinky up on everything. Like, when I'm drinking tea, everyone's like, oh, you're being proper. I go, no, nah, it just It's just it me, happens. man. I just, I'm a pinky out dude. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. Um, okay, so how, let's, let's, go, let's go back to a question. Um, so how often do you find yourself saying holy fuck? You know, a lot. And, like, the thing that's weird about it is now I can't say it without thinking about my book. And it's, it's getting, it's tainting the phrase for me. See, I would have a lot more fun with it. You'd be like, somebody would like give you like great news and you'd be like, holy fuck, TM. Nah, because the thing is at first, yeah, but then you say it so much, it gets a little. Yeah, that's true. It gets a little like played out in your head, you know? So I do say it and I think about it, but it's, it's still like, it's still automatic. Yeah. You know, it's like the way that you would normally say that expletive, like. Oh shit, that's nuts! Holy fuck, I can't believe that just happened. And yeah. then, I, but then after I say it, I think of the book, and I almost don't want to say it. Like I find myself saying "holy shit" more now. Yeah. Because I'm tired of saying the name of my book. <laughs> so then, what? So your favorite, uh, you know, your favorite curse word probably be now like "holy shit." I do like the word "fuck" a lot, yeah. but I mean, it's got so many good things that come along with it, like "fucking," and um, like the middle finger. Yeah. Like "fuck you." And let's like fuck. The middle finger, it's just, it's just, it's so, like, definite, it's you know? It's iconic. Yeah, it's iconic, and, like, there's, there's yeah. no response to it. You can't do anything back. It can you be can, ironic. You can do it back, but you're, you're just, you know, rehashing. It might be Masonic, depending on the Masonic chapter you belong to. Yeah. And there's so many other forms, too, with it, you know? It's like, all about the delivery of it, like, it, the, the, like the sling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I don't know. I don't know. I, I like a lot of expletives. I like things that don't sound like they're supposed to be an expletive, but they are, like donkey punch to me is a great expletive. <laughs> yeah. Because like, it's just, it's two words that on their own aren't an expletive. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, it becomes its own like rude phrase. I like stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, some of the other ones It's just like, fucking, like another one for me is like your mother. It's not really like an expletive, it's just more just like an insult. But it kind of is though, right? Yeah. Like, 
I, I'll tell you what I don't necessarily <laughs> agree with, though. Like, I think, like, damn, I don't think should be considered an expletive anymore. Oh, no, I don't think so either. Because it's, like, on par with, like, gosh or dang. Or like, ass at this point. No, you know what? Is ass, like so, like, ass is, like, borderline. That could go, like, either way, I feel like. Yeah. But but ass is just, like, a word that gets thrown around all the time, and I just, like, talk about shit, like, in comp. You know, I remember when you couldn't say ass on TV. Like, it was a big deal that they said ass in The Simpsons. Yeah. And now that's just, like, that's yeah. bread and butter, man. Like, what are you doing today? Ass. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Do we have enough asses in our script this week for whatever this show is? Like, for fucking Good Morning America? Like, no, Charlie Gibson, we need to add more ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, Kelly, get, get, on the, get on the chair and just say ass for, like, just start shouting it. Is Kelly still on the Good Morning? It's time to get your ass ready for the summer. No, she's got, like, a feud with Good Morning America right now, dude. Oh, shit. Okay, so what's next on our weekly oh. entertainment roundup? Of uh, oh, questions? Hollywood pop culture. Oh, that, what's yeah. going on with Kim? Who's Kim? Who do you want Kim to be? Who's Kim? It could be there. Could be any Kim. Kim Jong Un. Yeah. What's going That's on? The first with him? one went to my head. <laughs> oh, uh, Kim Kardashian. I don't know. No, Kim Cattrall. What's she? What's her next project, dude? Kim Cattrall. She's the she's the promiscuous one from Sex in the City. You know, I've never seen Sex in the City. Whoa. I know. Yeah. Or she's she's in like a lot of great '80s movies too. Wait a minute. The one with the short hair? I guess. I don't know. I can't oh, keep no, track no, no, of it. Oh, no, 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 that no. That's the other one. I don't know. She thinks she has a mole somewhere on her face. Oh, that, that one. This thing with. She's the saucy one from Sex and the City. Yeah, I don't know. From that show that you don't watch. Yeah. I just, yeah. Okay, so Action Lab is prominently a um, online uh, publisher. So no. It's not? No. I thought they only had a few uh, selection that was in physical form. I think you're thinking of Alterna, possibly? No, I thought like we—that's uh, what Ray was telling me. It's like you can't get uh, you can't get like Midnight Tiger on uh, print unless you go to a convention. Well, he's saying it might be sold out now. Is what he might be saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, but no, it's not primarily digital. He might be saying that his his Midnight Tiger comics—the best place to get them now—is digital. Yeah. But yeah, everything that Action Lab does, occasionally they'll do a digital first book, but pretty much everything they does that they do comes out through the direct market. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so like, how would somebody get a holy fuck right now? You could go to the comic shop and see if they have it. You know, you can get our, our trade paperbacks. Um, not every shop's going to have it, but it's like yeah. that for any comic book, really. Yeah, exactly. You know? And uh, you can get it from Amazon. You can get them on Comixology if you want them digitally. You know, there's a zillion great places to order comics online nowadays. Discount comic book service. Yeah, that's um, true. Cheap trades, stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, anywhere, dude. Comic shop. I mean, you're not going to find it at Barnes & Noble. Yeah. But Hopefully that won't last forever. Yeah. You know, who knows if they'll strike that deal. Some libraries, too, if you're interested. Definitely look at your local library first if that's your jam. Um, we're around. I need to go to a library more often. It's pretty good, man. Know. You know, they do a lot of their stuff digital now, too, which is great. Like, you can get a lot of ebooks and, like, MP3 downloads and stuff, too. It's cool. For free? Oh, yeah. Nice. That's awesome. A lot of audiobooks. So, like, you're, so you're working on, so you worked on Holy Fucked and it came out. Uh, so yes. what is next for you? Well, we're going to be, I, I will be announcing my next book with Daniel LaRudamasa at San Diego Comic-Con at the Action Lab panel. I'm going to be working with our buddies at Action Lab Danger Zone again, doing another Mature Readers book. And uh, this one's going to be a superhero story. <gasps> Ooh. Five issues, um, jam-packed with insanity. Daniel's art has really leveled up, and uh, I feel like we've tried to do some different stuff with this storytelling, do something that's a little bit more... I don't know. I would like to think Holy Fuck has a lot of heart, but this one has a different kind. Yeah. And uh, and we had a really good time doing this, and uh, can't wait for people to check it out. 
Well, like, what did you want to do differently with this one? Like, did you want to do something like just um, kind of like something di different with tone? It's like I know, like you know, especially with me, whenever I would write anything, uh -huh. I would like, I would try to just see how I would handle a new range, like a new tone, something mm -hmm. like that. Like, well, so what's gonna be with this? Is it gonna be a satirical superhero or is it he... is? It is like I, cool. I love superheroes, and you know, I've I've got a couple other superhero projects in the works right now. I can't say too much about them. One's about a because they're they're one's close to being done, but not quite. And it's about three supervillains who end up moving in together. And it's just sort of how they find each other. <laughs> That's awesome. And um, and then I got another one I really can't say anything about. But I'll just say koalas underwater. That's awesome. That's all, I'm, That's all I can love say koalas. right now. And, uh, and but yeah, I love superheroes. And so we wanted to do that. But then we wanted to do something that was a little bit Silver Age flavored. Oh, awesome. So we got, it's got a very retro vibe, this book. And the the narrator voice is a really big part of it and that really takes inspiration from that old silver age style of captioning i'm i'm trying not to be too redundant which i think is the big flaw in the silver age style but i'm getting really colorful with the alliteration and the adjectives and it's got a very like stanley meets you know like like classic superman type vibe going on awesome. okay well, i can't wait for that with one, the man. narration the story yeah, itself yeah. is it kind of riffs on like a batman robin relationship <laughs> Okay, so one question, or a couple of questions that yeah, we yeah. ask everybody. What happens when you have writer's block? Huh. You just got to push through it. Yeah. You know? That's it? Well, you I'm not... You have like a ritual, you're like, I have to drink three green teas, I have to go out, kill two hookers. I've tried all that. Yeah. No, I, I'm not just a writer, so my situation's a little bit different. You know, I letter our... I do letter the dialogue in our books that I do with Daniel, and what most, most books I do at this point, I letter. Yeah. And I, uh, I'll do flats, you know. I do a lot of other things that go along with the books, too, which some writers do, some don't. You know, I help figure out what we're going to do for the covers. I do a lot of marketing, yeah. other stuff like that. So when you have those multiple responsibilities, it's easy to put off the one that you're not feeling that particular day. So when, if I'm not in the writing zone, I have plenty of other things I can be doing. Um, but no matter what, at some point, you got to get the writing done. So you just push through. Yeah. You know, whether you just organize some notes or you read over stuff you've already written or you try to brainstorm a totally different story. I mean, I'm a big proponent of jumping around from story to story. So if you feel stuck on one, just work on another. Yeah. Kind of, kind of keep, just keeps you fresh. You're like, okay, yeah. I, I can do it. I can figure it out. I don't think, I think writer's block has become this sort of mythical condition that people talk about where you just simply can't write. But I think realistically the way you experience it more is, um, uh, you get stuck or burned out on a particular concept. And so just try to do something that doesn't make you feel as stuck or doesn't make you feel burned out. Yeah, sometimes you just got to relax, too. I mean, that it's like any other thing. You know, we don't typically think of creative pursuits in the same way that we think of physicality, but there really is no difference between the way that you have to practice to get good at a sport and the way you have to practice to get good at, at drawing or writing or whatever. Yeah. I mean, drawing, I guess we think of it more in that sense, but writing, really. You know, ideas. Yeah. Having that command of the ideas, having that being in the in a place mentally where you can take those ideas out of your head and make them something concrete on paper or computer or whatever that takes a lot of practice so like yeah. part of pushing it pushing through that is just like you know that's like part of doing your fundamentals in basketball or it's like part of doing your daily sketching when you're an illustrator you know pushing through that writing figuring out how to channel the mood yeah when you need to that's that's a part of the craft i mean if you keep going like you know like where do you want to see your work? Like, what do you, what do you want to see? Like, if you were able to like come up with or work on something, 
and just have like that that job security like what what would you want it to be or would you want it to be like ever changing i want job sustainability yeah so you know i unfortunately comics are a tricky business and there's not much profit until you start doing multiple different projects with certain kinds of publishers i'm not in that situation yet i've really just in the past couple of years have crossed over from self-publishing to uh, working with publishers really only working with one publisher honestly and that's been great and i really love it and my intent is to work with more and more publishers uh but i'm not at the place where i'm turning a profit from comics at the moment yeah so it's not even you know right now what it's about for me is is finding those opportunities that will give me chances to be profitable in the future and to me that's sustainability so that means working with a lot of different publishers that means doing a lot of different kinds of stories, working with different collaborators until I find those sort of scenarios that I can return to often to know that, okay, this is my fan base is going to like this. I'm going to enjoy this process. These publishers are going to be nurturing for me. That's the, that's the type of thing that I'm looking for within my yeah. career. Yeah. And, like, and it's not even medium specific necessarily, although comics are the medium I love the most right now. Yeah. But it could apply to animation. It could apply to any other kind of writing or, you know, storytelling. <laughs> awesome. So what do you like to read, like genre or just book series? What are the ones that you like to read? I have not read much in the past few years. I've really spent the time I would be reading creating or relaxing even. Yeah. Um, when I read nowadays, like I mentioned earlier, I mostly read comics that are by my friends because I love that personal connection. But when I do pick up a book, you know, I like cosmic stuff a lot. My favorite few books of the past few years, I reach them back about three years ago, I really loved Hypernaturals hmm. from Boom, which was Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning with uh, Brad Walker. And, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but I can't remember Andres. His last name begins with a G, I think. I forget his last name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, that was a terrific 12-issue run of just awesome cosmic superheroics. This year, my favorite cosmic book that I've read was The Infinity Finale by Jim Starlin and Ron Lim. I've never even heard of it, but... It's, huh. you know, Jim Starlin has told these awesome Thanos stories over the course of what, fucking like 40 years now. Oh, it's Marvel? Yeah. See, I don't, I don't read Marvel. I need it. And this was a different type of book for them. This is, a, this is a hardcover that they put out. It's not like it didn't come out monthly or anything like that. Oh, okay. It dropped in April or early May, maybe. And it was, for those who, out there who follow Jim Starlin's cosmic work at marvel you know it's with thanos and it's taking that journey that i consider to have have begun at thanos quest in the late 80s even though he worked with thanos before that and carried it through into infinity gauntlet infinity war crusade abyss the end the thanos solo series <laughs> and then he recently came back to marvel and he's done a trio of thanos hardcovers hmm. and he did a mini-series in between each hardcover. First it was Thanos versus Hulk, or Hulk versus Thanos, or whatever, I forget the name of it. And then most recently he did The Infinity Entity, which was like an Adam Warlock mini. And then, like finally like this year, they put a fucking bow on all of it with the Infinity Finale, which to me was a fucking victory lap for what Jim Starlin and Ron Lim started 30 years ago God, in Thanos Quest. It, you know, if, if it's what you're into, that's just the thing that stuck out to me is the coolest cosmic thing I read this year. Out of my friends' books, I don't know, I hate to pick and choose, but there have just been so many good ones. Yeah. My buddy Kelly Thompson's really killing it right now. I liked her first issue of Pink a lot that she just did, the super, the, not super, Power Rangers book. That was really cool. Have you read The, the Bigger Bang? 
by DJ Kirkland? I haven't. No, but I I like uh, I like him a lot. He's a great yeah. guy. Outside is so it's so foreign to me. Like this is crazy. <laughs> you got me out here. It's, it's great. I love it's it. Good. Yeah, it's fucking singing all these uh, docks and stuff like that. Carnival cruise ship that I want to go on. Let's just fucking there just talk go. our way on that. Okay. Let's just go. Let's fucking go on it. Let's, let's do it. Let's go on a cruise. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. All right, and uh, I think that's it. I don't have any okay. other questions. I mean, good. Anything else you want to talk to us about? Tell us. No. No. Just uh, stay. Stay classy. Not even. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, thanks for talking yeah, to me. I really appreciate your questions, and I appreciate you man, coming man. to the beach with me and having this good time and telling me all these cool stories about your your Shit. life. Yeah, <laughs> that weren't on the podcast, but I heard nonetheless. Yeah, I'm sure people on the podcast have heard them before. Probably. I yeah. I I I repeat myself a lot, but yeah, this is fun. Like this it's been is great. This is a lot. Yeah, hang out with you and getting to know you, and like I'm so excited to read this book. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm so Thank excited. You. Um, you know, I'm so glad. Like, it was funny because, like, how we met. Like, you know, we started emailing each other, and then we met vers- uh, with the Man vs. Rock guys that we've had on like multiple times on the show. Yeah. And um, we met you there, and like, we introduced ourselves, and, and I'm like, oh, I'm Tyler from Greggy Gathering. I go, I've been emailing a guy, Tyler Greggy Gathering, and it's just like, oh shit. So yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Kev and Vic. Yeah, those guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. But uh, yeah, I guess I might have to try to read this uh, outro. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. You can check out our other shows offerings on iTunes and visit our site, thegrankygathering.com. Go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review us. You can contact us on our site to stay updated. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Oh, we're on Instagram. And we also stream on Twitch TV. To find Holy Fuck, check out your local comic book store and Comixology and so much more. Oh, yeah. Uh, Action Lab is phenomenal. Look at all. I mean, look at everything. And, like, Touch definitely check out Smell Holy it. Fuck. Anyway, we highly support local businesses, music Music is provided by bensound.com. The other show has been brought to you by the Grand Geek Gathering Network and those who hate drones. Join the gathering. Have a wonderful week. And we end the show on GGG. And my paper's gone. And my script's gone. <laughs> I'll grab. That was fun.